best of Northern Utah. Remember voting on that, trying to decide who you just thought was the best in all the valley when it came to everything. All the stuff. Food. Food. Oh, hey, Jinx. Eh. Okay, I'm Jinx. You can talk Roofing, about. family attraction, golf course, hotel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it has all been decided. The votes were tallied up. The magazine is released. AJ McCall on VFX, like the uh, uh, best real estate company, Visionary Homes, the best uh, counter supply company, McCall. Sounds like Ooh. something you would use here yes. sooner rather than later. Uh, Evolution Design. Cool. The best insurance agent, Broadbent Financial Services. Nice. The best craft beer, Beehive Pub and Grill. Nice. Best dessert, Firehouse Pizzeria. It's very fancy. I, I've been really excited about this coming out because I like looking. I like looking at lists. You can look at the list as well before you get your uh, magazine because there's tons of places to stop by and get the magazines. But um, oh yeah, a couple locations. Oh, let's see: Lee's Marketplace, Al Sporting Goods, Planet Fitness, Johnny Spudnuts, Cafe Sabor, Old Grist Mill, and South of Logan. Just a couple of the places you can grab magazines. Yeah, stop by, look at them. I think that they're really, really cool. Um, but I want to do like a like a run where we just run around and we just like try all of the things. I mean, it makes sense. I can't wait to try the best funeral service in Cash Valley. Uh, Cash Cash Valley. <laughs> In Cash Valley, Cash Valley nice, Daily. Yeah, well, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm looking at the website right now. Like you can, uh, you can log on again. Bestofnorthernutah.com has it, and it's just got it broken down into your five. No, ten. That's ten. Five times two. That's ten. There's the ten categories, and then each one has all of the subcategories underneath it. So just really exciting stuff. I just love being able to have these kinds of events. I mean, the Cash Valley Cruise in. Got voted uh, silver medalist for um, at, in in the activities and entertainment category. I'm not sure what the specific thing was, but that's going on this weekend. Right. So check it out again. There's a lot of places you can find the magazine. They're kind of stashed all over the valley. The website also bestofnorthernutah.com. But it's voted on by the valley. You nominated them. You told voted and told everyone who the best places are. So if you ever need anything, you're like, hey, where should I go for? Car repair. Where should I go for an eye doctor? Where it's in there. Yep. Bestnorthernutah.com. Cash Valley Cruising going on this weekend. Also, today is July 1st, which is kind of nuts to say out loud because it feels like June went like that. Yep. That being said, there's a couple things that are going on. I know that the uh, fire marshal warned us about using personal fireworks, but there's still going to be a few used here or there. So I think it's very important that we get to do our annual tradition. In which case, we look out for someone that doesn't have a choice in the fireworks. Hope for sure that everyone enjoys 4th of July, whether you're just going to take part in the shows, whether you're going to get together with family, or whether you're going to do some fireworks of your own. AJ McCall on VFX. But there's something that's becoming a uh, annual tradition, and that's saying a lot considering the fact that AJ McCall show's been together for over four years now when it comes to certain, certain somebodies that have no choice in the fireworks matter. Yes. AJ McCall on VFX. So, McCall, the stage is yours. Thank you. Look, don't take your dogs to fireworks shows, okay? Your dogs are going to get anxious. My dog knows what fireworks are. Okay, great. Dogs get anxious and they run away and it like breaks my entire soul because there are going to be so many people who are going to post this weekend. They're going to say, oh, hey, my dog went missing because they got scared. So, when it comes to your dogs, if you don't want them to run away when it comes to fireworks, you need to... Um, you know, keep them inside, 
or make sure that they're in an enclosed area and like take care of them. Okay. Don't just be like, okay, dog, go inside. We're going to light off fireworks out front. We're going to lock you in this kennel and light off fireworks right here. Like just comfort them. If you have an anxious dog, you can get them. They have like I don't remember what they're called. They're like anxiety jackets or something like that that you can put on them and it'll like calm them down a little bit. Kind of like the same as like a weighted blanket, only jacket style for your dog. So um, how about just, uh, yeah, just keep in mind that your dogs are going to get scared because they don't understand what's going on. That's fair. I mean, it's worth noting. I think this year might be a little bit easier to to deal with uh, the the dogs and fireworks just because I think in our poll that we did last week, and maybe it's changed, maybe people feel a little bit more comfortable, but it's like something like 73% of people said they weren't doing personal fireworks this year. Yeah. Which I can totally understand because totally. of who, who wants to be the guy that everyone's like, freaking Joe yep. started a fire because he just yep. had to do bottle rockets. Yep. Yeah. So, but annual tradition to think of the dogs and think of all the pets. When it comes to fireworks, and again, be safe. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Mm-hmm. It's very dry out, and again, nobody wants to be the person that starts a fire. Yeah, please don't light things off. Like there's a, there's a very detailed map that you can see. Uh, we've got it at CashValleyDaily.com of where is okay to light off fireworks and where is not okay to light off fireworks. Like, please don't set us on fire. That would be great. Don't do that. You got to respect the fact to a certain extent that science has just thrown its hand up when it comes to diet and weight loss and said, all right, that's it. We're just going to show fat faces together so you can't figure it out anymore. Yeah. There's a new invention that does exactly that. Like medieval torture, it's back. It's kitsch. I'll very much admit that I subscribe to the weight less policy of if I don't have it in my house, I won't eat it. Yeah. That is a somewhat effective tool that doesn't address my willpower, but it just stops me from me. AJ and McCall for the Automation Group debated eight on VFX, but apparently, and all the clamoring for a miracle cure and all the clamoring for a get fit fast program, mm. science just decided that we're done. We're done. All we're going to do is stop you from stuffing your fat faces. And look, I'm not saying that. Science is because they invented the dental slim. This is terrible. They use magnets that they put in your mouth and based on the di- the little diagram here that those are not tiny magnets, which no, I guess they're they big. wouldn't have to be to, to pull your mouth. So you got to like, you're going to have to lose a couple teeth to get these in, but they, they seal your mouth shut minus a little bit of space. So you have to just do a liquid diet as a tool for weight loss. I have many awards to say on this. Feel free to call. Can we like, as a society, just start to, I don't know, have a healthy relationship with food. It's amazing that we have all of these get get fit quick things going on and yet nobody's addressing the real issue. It's like if you break your leg and you start limping and then it causes an issue in your shoulder, nobody looks at your leg. They're like, oh, you've got an issue with your shoulder. Let's fix that. No, let's fix your broken leg first, which is, you know, the unhealthy relationship that everybody has with food as seeing it as like this, this unsafe, ungood thing. And just, just, you know, just, Look, McCall, you glossed over the very simple fact. I have issues with my weight because my mouth opens up too wide. That's Stop it. Stop it. If I wasn't able to open my mouth to swallow other cheeseburgers, I wouldn't look like this. I just... I so, No. You know what the crazy thing is? This was a weight loss technique 
where uh, people would have their jaws wired shut in the 70s and 80s. Y'all, like, torture, also known that, as. Yes! That's kind of yes! what I'm getting from this. My my heart this hurts because... stuff. Yeah. My heart hurts because really, like, you live this life one time, you get the opportunity to taste all of these delicious foods, and yet everybody's so focused on the skin sack that we're living in that it's like you can't just enjoy it like indulge and have a relationship with food that's okay big old boost to the self-confidence there one skin sack right here (laughs) yeah also since it's magnets are you not allowed to answer the phone on that side of your face hello i can't get my phone off of my face it's stuck what am i gonna do well not do that like magnets are bad for electronics so heaven forbid you get your face too close to your phone like that would screw it up right you know what you could do is just grab your uh grab your credit card and just go ding you got an issue with money just do that ding problem solved because everyone knows like it's the fact that your card is able to be swiped that's what's really causing that's really the issue yeah it's like it's the same same concept as you know having an issue with like money (laughs) or food same thing heal those relationships first (laughs) dental slim we know you're not going to put good habits in place so we're just going to wire your mouth shut ah thank you that being said as crazy as it sounds this medieval torture device that someone just said hey let's bring it back it's retro it'll work (laughs) it's just it's it's a modern version of Saw. Like Chris Rock's releasing or re-releasing or readapting, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the right term is, the Saw franchise. And he was like, Oh man. Magnets. Magnets. Duh. Like that's gonna be featured in the next movie because of this. Probably. Good gosh. You gotta knock out teeth for it too. Again. Because in the diagram, it has basically on the side of your face, two teeth moved, magnets right there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You only could eat a liquid diet. How? Like, what would you eat? Like, you do protein shakes all the time. So, like, mm-hmm. as a vast majority of your diet, I don't think it's a big substitution. But for me, I, like, I, I, I just don't. I know, I know, I know. Right? It all goes in the same place. I was a kid once upon a time that freaked out about stuff touching each other, but blending stuff together and just glugging it down just ugh. yeah does not sound appealing whatsoever. No, I, I'd agree with you. I would not like to have my mouth magnetized shut. No, thanks. As long as you're just driving alone past the street, that's fine. It's when you start taking the action that we normally find ourselves in in Florida. Not when things kind of get ugly. Yes. AJ McCall for the Integra Financial Services Florida. Not three headlines, please. Okie dokie. We got headline number one, which involves a guy committing burglaries. See, again. Drove by, and then he got out at it. Well, it's because the devil told him he needed to pay for college. So there's story one. Uh, That's not going to help. Yeah, story number two. There were a bunch of kids that set off some fireworks in a store. Um, In a store. In a store. No, I, thanks. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not going to say what it was. No. So people don't imitate it. TikTok, uh, it. I, I don't know what TikTok is saying to me because I haven't liked the, uh, the comment, the videos beforehand, but I've started to see the stupid things that guys, because it, it's guys, that guys are doing with fireworks as a kind of like a weird challenge you're doing with each other. And mm-hmm. Wow. We are, we are oh. bored. Oh, yeah. We're bored. And glitter, er, uh, headline number three for our, our lovely Florida or not today, we've got the uh, fake cop who pulled over a real cop who recognized him. Ow. Buddy, Ooh. is that you? Okay. Basically. Yeah. It's basically uh, what that turns into. Might as well just turn around and be like, all right, I'm already putting my hands behind all my right, back. All right, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Gosh.
I'm not saying I should necessarily be nominated for an award or anything, or I'm writing it down on my resume, but catching a daily criminal or catching a bad guy daily, I feel like it's something I at least get to brag about a little bit. I think so. Integra Financial Services, Florida, not with AJ McCall on VFX. And occasionally, Chris, I like to just see where your mind's at before we get into this. And then I know which one you're listening to intently. Which of the three stories initially, initially, we just got the headlines you think is Florida? One. Number one. Okay. Good place to start. McCall, three full stories, please. Okay, so we got story number one. An 18-year-old got arrested for armed burglary after breaking into multiple residences with a knife. The guy said, I had to do it because the devil kept telling me to steal because I needed money for college. Like, if you know that this is where it's coming from and you're like, yeah, I think that's good. What? Oh, my gosh. For what? Like, what are you getting in return? Because usually when Higher you make- Higher education. Yeah, when you make deals with the devil, it's like you usually get something in return. I mean, Higher education, I mean, that's more work. Well, you know, there's a, uh, it's a, I think it's a, a Latin story that uh, someone tricks the devil. They say that I'll trade you my soul when I know everything. But you can't know everything. There's a, there's a cliche or a classic phrase goes, well, I can't remember what it is, but maybe that's what it is. Because if you say that, then, well, he's never going to get you because you yep. can't know everything. Yeah. So there's story one. Then we got story number two. Two. I, well, we've got this bunch of kids. I don't know how many a bunch is, but a bunch of kids decided to set a story's firework display on, you guessed it, fire. Why? Well, because they wanted to see it all go up in smoke. Could you even imagine the amount of, um, first of all, damage that would cost in in repairs but mostly how much you would have to pay to get an entire fireworks stand worth of fireworks oh geez like because they're gonna have so much money like a college tuition amount of money correct you know they're gonna have to pay that back for the amount of merchandise absolutely at merchandise price not even msrp man so someone got the video before the firefighters put it out the cops caught up with the kids about half a mile away hope it was fun Yeah. So there's story two. And then story number three, some guy who was pretending to be a cop tried to pull someone over this month. They happened to be a real cop that they that they pulled over and the cop recognized him from a prior incident. So he's facing several (laughs) charges for impersonating an officer. He's been in trouble before. He had. Initially, he said, I thought, oh, like they knew each other. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's because he. He had gotten in trouble. What before. was his last one? Let's see if I can Idiot. figure out what his last one was. Can you imagine? Like, hey, you, ah. you're that guy we busted for a uh, domestic B&E. dispute. Oh, no. oh, yeah. So that's that's Just where they knew him from. Uh, good game, everybody. I'm just gonna put my hands behind my back now. I'm busted. Mm, sorry. You got me. There you go. Three crazy stories. <laughs> All right, Chris. You said initially you like story number one. We've heard the full stories. I admit it's pretty hilarious. Is it still story number one for you? I'm gonna go with. Story number one. Still going to go with story number one. All right. Yeah, I mean, the fireworks display, let's be honest, kids doing that, stupid. Like, that's going to happen anywhere. So, really, I think it's it's two, it's one or three. And so, if you're feeling one the whole time, I mean, who's to know? Maybe this is a clever trick. I don't think so, though. So, McCall, is it story number one? It is. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. We're going to get you hooked up with an Aquatech car wash. Hang on the line. We'll grab some info from you, okay? Okay. Where's the firework one? Just out of curiosity. Um, that one happened in Minnesota. Mi- Midwest, raise your kids better, please. I like. I I would like to think that part of me realized that. Let's say let's say early teenage years. Like it was not worth it to do stupid stuff because I knew about the financial implications. Like I don't know when that clicked for me, 
But I was like, well, I don't want to pay for that. So I'm not going to do something stupid. It's an yeah. effective tool of, of honing in behavior, I think. Congratulations to Chris. He wins Florida not on VFX. To get ready for all these, of course, barbecues, get-togethers, cookouts, whatever you're doing for the 4th of July weekend, it's crucial that you make sure you get everything right. Now, you know, you say barbecue, you know, burgers, hot dogs, sodas, all that, but there's one pairing that apparently is super good that I don't know how you even got the two together for 4th of July. Me neither. As you're getting ready for the barbecues, the cookouts, the get-togethers, whatever you're doing for the 4th of July holiday weekend, of course, food planning, chips, burgers, hot dogs. I think some of the classic salads of some sort, I would imagine, because it's Utah. Pasta, macaroni. That. Pasta and macaroni are the same thing. I'm in potato, but whatever. All being put together. But then there's something I stumbled across that I have no idea how these two even happen. Because if you're going to go with an adult-style beverage, I, I would think... Beer would be the one that everybody would stumble across, right? Probably. You throw it in the cooler, you pop it out, out of the can, good right. to go. One in 11 Americans say wine and hot dogs pair well together. I gotta be honest. Y'all have higher taste level than I do. Because I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. All I, all I could hear is somebody being like, yes, the smoke from these... Uh, the cherry, sure. the the cherry charcoal wood, and the pellets, and then this this whatever. I was gonna come Bro, up with you something just got nice that out of a box. A box one. Me. No. See, to me, that's that's the that's you're like a step closer to an emotional breakdown to me because like that you were like, what do I have available? Wine and hot dogs. Whatever. Let's do it. All right. I guess we're going for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wine and hot dogs farewell together. That. Does it say what kind? Does it have like a breakdown of the different type of wine? Oh gosh, uh, probs not. It's probably just like You're talking yeah, mostly wine. about hot dogs. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. That's it weird. does it. It just says wine. It says sodas number one, Fair. then beer, then lemonade. Yeah. Iced tea, orange juice, milk, and wine. <sighs> Who drinks those last three I'm with sorry. hot dogs? Why are you drinking orange juice or milk? <laughs> Or wine with hot dogs. If you see someone with a glass of orange juice, milk, or wine in their hand and a hot dog in the other, please ask them how they're doing because it's not going well. Take the fireworks away from them. That is also a good idea. I just, I don't know what's going on in your life, sis, but uh, just know I'm here for you. Distantly, because I don't want you to punch me, but I'm here for you, nonetheless. That wasn't a firework. That was their emotional health. It's just... Yep. Wow. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, good. I, good way probably to get people to not talk to you at a party, though. If you decide like you want to wind it down, like you're like, hey, you know what? This hot dog needs a glass of milk. <laughs> no thanks. It's just a little spicy. <sighs> uh, speaking of family get-togethers, do I need to talk to my sister if I am concerned that she is a terrible pet watcher? Oh yes. She posted a video the other day, and I'm not proud of what was in the video. I don't know how, even as the oldest of four, to have a conversation with my sister and say, hey, um, maybe work on your pet watching skills because, <laughs> like, that's not very good. Okay. AJ and McCall on VFX. My sister on TikTok, she's much better than I, than I am, and she shared a video the other day telling a story from her life, and apparently her boyfriend, who... Oh, I gotta do the math here. I think they're coming up on a year. I think it's still the first. Maybe it's a year and a half. So they've been together. For, they've been together for a minute. Okay. 
apparently him, they went on vacation, and my sister was required to watch the watch the cat. Cat died. What? Now I don't know if it had to do with the fact that she didn't was was poor at watching it, but I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna put two and two together because my 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 older sister's a little bit like me. We're a bit spacey. We can get kind of sidetracked. Mm-hmm. We're we're a lot alike in a lot of ways. And I was like, okay, well, nice job. So yeah, you know, that's everywhere for the internet to see. And I'm like, I think we should have a conversation about this. Like. Something, you know, a cat died on your watch. We can talk about this a little bit more. You know, I would say yes, for the most part, except like I've had a cat that's died on my watch. Yeah, but that's But that was, that was not anything I could have done. There was a kid I was babysitting, yeah. put a cat in the microwave. That was when I was like 11 or 12 years old. Shout out and, to the moms who thought I was responsible just, enough to watch your kids. In, in her defense, before everyone's like, well, why weren't you watching? There was like multiples of those type of hellraisers so yes there were three of them see yeah, I, no. they were running around like crazy i i don't i don't think that's what happened i feel like that would have been mentioned in the story if okay. that had been what happened okay good but good. i saw that yesterday i thought yeah, i should probably talk to her about this i mean maybe but like what if what if it was like really sick beforehand and it actually just needed to go to the vet because maybe with with I had a dog who passed away and we had no idea until basically it was like way too late. We took her to the vet and it was like the next day she was gone. So maybe the cat just had really high pain tolerance. Maybe it was really sick. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe. I just feel like I got to get to the bottom. Second of all, not, not I'm not saying that she purposely caused it. But man, that's got to be a conversation no one looks forward no. to in a relationship, right? You're watching the family pet. For your significant other because they're going out of town or whatever it is. And you're in tight with their family. Obviously, they trust you to come to their house by themselves and take a peek at it. And then <laughs> pet drops dead. Oh, Yeah, that would be terrible. Ugh, that is not a conversation I look forward to having. No. But uh, look, my sister doesn't live in this state. But if she ever comes to visit for the same time, don't worry. I'm not going to let her watch anybody's pets until I get to the bottom of this. I am concernicus. That being said, she does follow the AJ McCall rule, which is going to the weekend. It's good to get stuff off your chest. It's good to confess. Absolutely. With the holiday weekend, confessions moved up a day earlier. Clear the air. Get the things off your chest. It's good because especially when you go into a holiday weekend, the last thing you want is something weighing on you. Yeah. Well, you get this time off to relax and, you know, blow stuff up in the name of America. AJ McCall on VFX, and I guess technically my sister inadvertently got it started by confessing the fact that she, you know, went to watch my her her boyfriend's cat, and it died. Uh, <sighs> so you can always anonymously send him Utah's VFX or text in 68255. Start your text at VFX. Like, uh, there's one that came in that said, I have one very long, very thick white hair in my nose I have to pluck out two times a year when it tries to grow past my nasal opening. I call it Boris. And I thought this one was really interesting because I thought we had all agreed, because I could have swore we had this discussion, doesn't everybody somewhere have that one just obnoxiously long hair that doesn't make any sense? Like, I have one on my, I think it's my left wrist, that's like four times as long as my normal arm hair. Yes. No idea what's going on, but it's that. I uh, I have one right here, like in my eyelid crease. Oof, that sounds that comes. Yeah. Okay. And when I'm doing makeup, it's always like, oh, hey. Welcome back. Random white hair that I didn't know was there. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy cow. But it's long. I mean, usually it gets to be like an inch-ish before I notice it. Like, where did you where did you come from? 
Yeah. So Why are you there? I'm good with that one. I think we all collectively, I, I could have swore collectively have somewhere one awkwardly long hair that we all freak out about. Everybody got one. It's just hopefully, hopefully it doesn't turn out too bad. No, the nose isn't so bad. Uh, here's another one. In my 20s, I dumped the best girlfriend I ever had because my sister and mom privately mocked her big nose. Now, <gasps> not a month goes by that I don't miss her. Oh. She was great in every capacity. Personality. <laughs> she was funny. I'm an idiot for caring what anyone else thinks, and now I'm trapped in a marriage I'm not happy in. Oh, man. That hurts my entire soul. Talk about wrecked. Poor thing. <sighs> that I can't even imagine. Like That's got to be the toughest. The toughest. Uh, we got a message that said, I'm not allowed to watch rated R movies, but I watch them anyway. Yeah. Wow, come on. Doesn't everybody? I remember no, once upon a not time. Not everybody does. Once upon a time, a uh, buddy of mine, we're going to go to an R rated movie at 17. And he goes, he goes, he goes, trust me, this theater does an ID. I'm like, all right. So I get a ride there and we get ready to go. And he comes to the car and goes, yeah, he's ID and we can't go. Oh, my gosh. Just went and hung out of the house. Oh, man. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, somebody else sent us a message said, I'm in love with an anime character. All right. I mean, which one? I saw what I like the trend on uh, TikTok where people talk about the, uh, what's I can't. What's the song? But I, uh, it ends with, I think I'm in love. And they show cartoons or something from their childhood. I just saw one the other day that was Danny Phantom. Was yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's not my childhood crush, <laughs> but dude looks good. I got it. I'm with it. Right. Yeah. All right. At work, I'm known as the go-to person for IT help. A trick I use with frozen computers is just to hold the power button down for five seconds. This cuts the power so you can reboot. I learned this trick many years ago from a child. Nice. Now now they are a child doing it. <laughs> That's great. I just, so-and-so really knows about the IT. Just Man, whatever doesn't matter with your computer, he's got it totally covered. So impressed. Doing such a great job with it. Uh, I had a friend that decided to participate in the game, and I had to share this story. Once upon a time, she was involved with someone that, uh, well, let's just say that she went to work one day with a handprint wrapped around. No. Good luck trying to explain that one. Yeah, she that's said the no look good. she got is some of the worst she's ever gotten at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you explain that one away? I you mean, can't. McCall told us her hickey stories before, you know, like, <sighs> I mean, Probably get away with allergic reaction, whatever. Allergic whatever, reaction. Hand? No, the, no. I don't Ooh. think you could. I don't think you could do that. You ever want to confess? Get it off your chest. It feels good going into the weekend. Do so by just sending us a message. Utah's VFX. You can keep it anonymous that way, or text six eight two five five. The number to text. Start your text with VFX. I have a confession. I can occasionally be. I'll say it cheap. Not frugal. Cheap. That being said. One of the things I think it's a I think it's a cliche, but it's also true. Uh, things get really ugly when family and money gets involved. Yes. So my question has to do with how long do I keep track of a freaking debt? Ah. Uh, my general policy when it comes to family and money is don't mix the two. Yes. Because it could just get ugly and people get petty. And then, look, AJ and McCall at VFX. If you have family. I'm saying the royal you, but if it's like a hypothetical situation that borrows money and then they try to pull the, oh, well, it's family, so you blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guess what? Uh, no, we're done. Because I, I don't, I have, have no tolerance for that kind of crap. Now, I'm not saying I've run into that. My question is, I know that I also have a time or two that I, my cynicism can lead maybe down the path of being spiteful. So the question is, does a family member 
that I've lit money to in the past that I have not gotten back. Mm-hmm. And it's not been significant sums of money, but it's been, you know, like, uh, you know, here's some tickets to something, you know, that we had that we can't use. Oh, we'll buy them from you. Cool. And then we'll get you later. And then I, it didn't come back. Mm-hmm. So it's not like huge amounts of money, but it's stuff like I would like the money back for. It's a chunk that is going to do something. So recently, uh, they got in a pinch. I had to help a family member out because I do like them. So I did, even though I don't want to. And my question is, how long do you wait until you're like, one, reminding them, and then two, being more aggressive about it? Because I don't want to be a jerk about it. They were in a pinch, obviously. So I'm not going to be like, all right. It's either money or kneecaps. Which one you which one are you giving me? Right. Um when it comes to lending money to family. Right. There have been situations that I have been in that this this has come up mm-hmm. and it's kind of a fool me once type of a situation where I feel that. If somebody says that they're going to and then they going to pay you back and then they just never get around to it and then, you know, they go out and they buy stupid things with that money. Um, it's a I'm not sorry, I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, you. But if it's you know, you know that they're in a situation where they really need some help and stuff, I think it's it's case by case more so than anything. But also you have to come to terms with the fact that it's a gift and that's what it comes down to and have no expectations. Oh, this was 100% not a gift. This was like, oh, crap, I'm in a huge bind. If I don't take care of this, I'm in trouble. And I was like, that's dramatic. I didn't do that. I was like, all right, whatever. We'll help you out. We'll cover you. We'll spot you so you can sort out your issues. Right. and This is a bailout, if anything. Right. But at the end of it, if if it never comes back, it... Cut them out of my life. (laughs) No, you just have to look at it as that. And then that's the end of the... That's the end of the um, agreement of ever returning or giving money ever again. Mm. It's just a, sorry, I guess this was a gift, and that's just it. Is there anyone out there that, uh, and I doubt it, I would hope not, but if so, please let me hear from you. I'm not judging you. I would just be curious. Is there anyone out there that's gotten to the point that you do, like, some form of written something? Like... Not the because I guess that's kind of a double edged sword because if you gotten to the point where you felt like you needed it, I think the answer would be like what McCall said, be like, well, no, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Maybe just maybe you care just enough that you'll do it, but you like, all right, we're gonna put some concrete proof down so this ain't gonna be something where it just magically disappears. Anybody that's ever done that, done like a written agreement or anything like that, just to have something down in case you needed it. I don't think I'm there. I'm just kind of curious if that was the case. You know, if you ever feel like you need to go to like court or something over it, like it's a big enough and it would be more than a small claims court, maybe maybe even to a small claims court type right. of a situation, you do have to have some kind of written uh That's what I'm saying. Like it's thing. always it's always good to have documentation one yeah. way or the other. I mean I mean just curious, yeah. anybody ever found themselves in that situation with family. Six eight two five five, the number to text, start your text with VFX. We have a heavyweight bout this week with, for Park Narks. Like, just four, four steps backward. Four steps backward with how terrible the parking is. I mean, good gosh. what? You'll see. You'll see. Today's the day, so make sure you get your vote in. Make it count. Utah's VFX pin the top of our Facebook page because the winner's going to get that Aquatech car wash, a couple of McDonald's gift cards. But, wow. Like, they just never were able to color in the lines, obviously. Yep. That's next on VFX with AJ and McCall. It is a heavyweight bout for Park Narks because, wow. Yes. The delusion that is functioning in these two Park Nark nominees is awful. 
Number one, AJ McCall at VFX. I mean, what's the point of parking anyway? In the rectangle, that's for motorcycles. In the special needs spot. In the driveway or the alleyway, the laneway, whatever, between the parking spots in the grocery store parking lot. Check, check, and check. Absolutely awful. Now that, while taking up spots and in the the, uh, way that cars move up and down, is inconvenient to all those that pass it by. But extremely inconvenient, directly inconvenient, is nominee number two. I own this parking lot, which is parked directly, directly. Like, if you call that what? Less than a foot of clearance, McCall? Mm. Well, that truck's got some space. That van looks a little tight, though. Yeah, the van looks tight. Maybe maybe like a foot-ish. Of clearance. Yes. Between them that are parked and the vehicle, the V-Dub, that is perpendicular with them. Like, what are you doing? Go park at someone else's truck. Seriously, though. Anywhere else. It is heavyweight bout, so make sure you vote for which one is the most obnoxious. Which parking spot sets you off, ticks you off. And in this one, McCall, I feel like some of these, I wouldn't say necessarily there's a clear-cut winner, but I felt, you know, there was a, a choice that you could lean with. I was like, yeah, I feel like the majority's going to go that way. Which one do you pick this week? Because, wow. Mm, I. It's difficult for me because I think... I feel like I'm, I'm going to lean with number one. I really am. I was I was very divided. I've been very divided on these two oh, all yeah. week long because number two is bad. Like number two is really, really bad. But I feel like more people are going to pick nominee number one based on uh, locality and based on how full the parking lot is. I, man. <laughs> I'm flipping back and forth. Like I know. If, if you're in that parking lot, you are so pedo by oh, number man. two. Which, don't be wrong, I'm not excusing, but I think I'm with McCall. Like, I could sort of understand if you were, like, running into the house. I'm not saying it makes it excusable. Right, and maybe it's their vehicles. We don't really know. That's if, true. We don't know if those vehicles are owned by that same car. I have no idea how number one sleeps with them at night. Like, how, how they live with themselves. I don't either. How do you park like that and you are, like... I am not a total piece of garbage. Right. Good. But we don't get to decide. No. That's just what we think. You vote Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. Pinned to the top. We're going to get the uh, find out who the most annoying parking uh, parker is this week in Cash Valley. They're going to win. And one voter with a truncated week. We're going to get a voter that wins as well. So make sure you vote so you can win those two McDonald's gift cards. Just how devoted are you to your relationship? Apparently, some people are so devoted they will not spend time with the other. Oh, wow. It's so romantic. It supposedly makes sense. Hmm. Sleep is a good thing. Yes. We all collectively agree that. I think most of us collectively agree we need a little bit more of it. Yes. AJ and McCall for the Automations Group debated eight on VFX. So what could you do to improve your sleep, improve your relationship? Well, one tip that I somehow managed to stumble across, I have no idea on the internet where I was when I found it, is that a study found that once upon a time, 10% of couples spend at least one night a week in separate bedrooms to, quote, strengthen their relationship. Interesting. And I thought, really? (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Very big drum beaters here on the AJ McCall Show for maintaining some semblance of independence in a relationship. Not that, I don't know, I feel like it's it's bad, like, not that. People freak out and they're like, oh, that means that you're going to go off and do things that you would do. And you're saying, no, it's just, no. I think it's good to have, it's good to have your own kind of things. Like, I feel like the pandemic really showed that when, if you didn't have your own things, like conversation becomes a little bit more tougher if you all, if you both have the same experiences. But like, if for instance, 
McCall likes plants and Dustin likes sports and that's kind of their own thing. They go and do for a little bit. Then they can come back and have that to talk about. How are your plants? How are your sports? You know what I mean? It's good to have, I think, that semblance and have a little bit of an identity outside of your relationship. I think just for individuality sake. I think it's just good to get away from things like every once in a while, you know, to keep it, to help it stay, I don't want to say stay fresh or get boring, but I think inevitably, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So the concept in theory, I suppose I sort of get, but like really separate bedrooms? I know that uh, Dustin and I have talked about this before. <laughs> Dustin's like, please, please let us have separate bedrooms. Mostly it's because I am a very messy human being and uh, I, my house, like kitchen, living space, et cetera, clean. My bedroom, no. Mm. Well, that's, your, that's like your home home space. Well, yes, but it's also Dustin's home home space. True. And so anyway, that has been a conversation. And also I'm like a freaking octopus, I'm like here, cuddle with me. And he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's on the line. Wendy, what do you think about this uh, couple s- spending a one week a night in separate bedrooms? One night a week? One week a night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One week a night. That'd be impressive. That one night a week. would be impressive. One night a week. Yeah. Wendy, my bad. I don't agree with that uh, in almost all situations. Now, there have been cases where I've had friends who have slept in different rooms. And that's, I guess, it's entirely up to them. However, she had really really bad like night terrors and mm. stuff Ooh. yeah and so she would scream and like kick and hit and stuff so those type of situations yeah i think if you didn't sleep in different rooms it might <laughs> hurt the relationship you know <laughs> but so, i don't think i would never not share a bed with my husband that's just, i just don't feel like that's very i don't know i don't know how that would strengthen a relationship <laughs> that raises a good question by winnie is it done that to to strengthen the relationship, or is it done to avoid conflict? You know, I don't. I don't know if maybe people are saying that that's a better move to avoid conflict. But um, if it's a like a once a week thing that that's done to avoid conflict, like you guys like, gotta just like it's Friday night, separate bedroom. Night. Have a conversation. I just, to, I, I'm all for a, a little bit of your own operating space within a relationship this is to me this one is not the way to go about it because like even the separate beds thing i i don't get that either i i just feel like the sleeping specifically you form such a dependency right you become such creatures that happen i'm a white noise guy i have to have white noise to fall asleep and so like now that i've been with ashley for almost four years like she has to be there there's been nights that we've slept apart it just doesn't go well for me right i can't do it right so I I would say the sleeping thing to me, sleeping in separate rooms says a lot more about your relationship. I think that whatever you're trying to achieve personally, if you're trying to find independence, I think you do that outside. Like you just get your own hobby. Like I'm going to go paint, you go shoot guns or whatever. I don't know though. I feel like it's just a case by case type of a thing because I would never, I would not say like, I know, you know, there are plenty of people who have been together for 50 years or whatever, and they sleep in separate beds and they've done it for ever that's just how it goes because that's how they're more comfortable sleeping and you know at the end of the day if you don't get the full night's rest that you need then you're not going to be able to succeed at the day Hmm. uh devotion devotion in question how much do you love your phone because i guess as dumb as this sounds my hand was almost in a toilet yesterday oh my gosh almost i have sympathy for anyone anyone that has ever had to stick their bare hand into anything resembling close to associated with toilet water. Yes. 
AJ and McCall for the Automatrix Group debated eight on VFX. We're going to get to that for the poll today. Yesterday, Ashley came home and she was showing me this cool secret pocket that she has on the front of her pants that she stores one of her magical rocks in. Yay, rocks. And being the relationship we have where we tease each other, I took it and pretended, oh, I'm going to throw it in the toilet. And I didn't, but I thought to myself in that exact moment, what if I had let go of this? What if I had accidentally been like, whoops, and then it, and it went. I'm like, well, I'm fishing it out. There's yes. no question in my mind. My hand's going in the toilet. I am fishing it out. And ironically enough, because I guess that's the way, honestly, probably Facebook mostly works, but I assume the internet works as you think something, and the internet goes, got it. There it is. And I found a survey that was done on this, and it asked a very simple question. If you dropped your cell phone, your own, in the toilet, would you reach in to fish it out? Yes. 59% of people in this survey said they would. Kind of nuts to me, only 63% of people would dig through the garbage. I figured, toilet, I'm with it. Like, we all know what's associated with that thing. Right. Trash is a little bit more hit and miss. I'm not saying it's not disgusting. There can't be terrible stuff in there. But I thought for sure that would be a little bit higher. If 59% of people say they fish through a toilet, I would assume that they would fish through the, the garbage as well. I You'd think. But I also feel like... Um, a lot of people keep their toilets cleaner than they keep their garbage. So. That's fair. I mean. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe I should just really be impressed by the number of people that say this at their toilet cleanliness. Yeah. Proud of you. Way to keep your toilet clean, man. <laughs> but I thought that number was still surprisingly high. I thought, okay. That's, I mean, three three fifths of people say, yeah. I'm hand, dunk, in we go. Yep. So that's why I'm making the Thermo Fisher poll today, just to see if it's actually true. Vote on our Instagram, Utah's VFX. If you dropped your phone into the toilet, would you fish it out? Is the toilet the grossest place you feel like you'd have to go, though, to get your phone? I don't know. Toilet trash. A baby's mouth. Gross. <laughs> no, Outside. I think... I think, uh... I think it would have to be a toilet. Or poor I'm a, potty. I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm a big proponent of squatting and surfing. I don't I don't see myself wandering. Like I'm not in the town dump anytime soon. No. So I uh, so I was wearing some new shorts yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're really comfortable. But I couldn't feel my phone in my back pocket Ooh, because it's dangerous. It sat up higher. The pockets were higher dangerous. on these ones. And as I was getting ready to go, you know, into the bathroom, I was like, "Ooh, that could have been very dangerous." That could have been very dangerous. I could have had a Carly Kloss credit card in the toilet situation going on there. That's fine. You can replace that. That would have been terrible. Not going after that one. Flush. Oh, just right now on no. the app. Send me another one. No, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, Thermo Fisher uh, pulled the day. Would you fish your cell phone out of the toilet? Because yesterday I jokingly pretended. I pretended to throw something in my girlfriend's into the toilet. And then I thought, man, if I actually let go of this, I'm in. Elbows deep, I'm going, because uh, it means a lot to her, and I didn't mean to actually throw it in. Yesterday was National Social Media Day, and one, stupid. Two, especially stupid, because ironically enough, I don't know what the internet was doing for me, but yesterday, everything I was looking up, it was like, oh, did you know? <laughs> Once upon a time, Facebook tried to toy with people's emotions. Yesterday was National Social Media Day, and look, we've had our odds at these stupid national days. I mean... 
No. We don't need one every day, not to mention they have like four or five that are every day. Yeah. AJ and McCall at VFX. We already have a social media problem. And for whatever reason, probably because social media was listening to me while I was talking out loud about how dumb social media day was at home yesterday, I stumbled across this. And I don't remember reading this, Mm -hmm. but did you know once upon a time Facebook did an experiment to try and control people's emotions? No. The experiment happened, I believe, back in 2013, 2014. But the test, basically, Facebook was going to manipulate people's news feeds to control which emotional expression the users were exposed to. Hmm. So the research was done in collaboration with two universities to gauge if exposures to emotions led people to change their own posting behaviors. Okay. So they would show you sad stuff and see if you would post sad stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, at the time, Facebook said, no, there was no unnecessary collection of people's data. And none of the data was used with the, uh, associated with a specific person's Facebook account, even though you have to observe real people to see how they respond to what the crap shown them. Right. And they took a beating for it. Well, as they should, because I feel as if this is me being hopping on a little bit of a conspiracy soapbox. But when you condition, you know, dogs with the what is it, the Pavlov? Yeah, Pavlov. Yeah, so oh. you've got the Pavlov theory where it's like, oh yeah, you come in, oh hey, I'm getting a, I'm getting a treat. It, it's conditioned people, obviously, with Facebook. Oh, I'm gonna open up this happy app. Oh, only now I'm sad. But then they create this addiction to like a sadness type of a thing, and that's why the people who are still associated with Facebook are on Facebook now. Wow. I'd be intrigued to know if those people that were on in 2013 who that's were who were. Uh, used as a as a social studies experiment are still the ones who are using it as actively now that's a really good question actually i mean yeah. it's it's fascinating to me it is, that's why i just wanted to use it because facebook is probably my least favorite because it's just so negative broken it's like we're all getting into these uh <laughs> these negative, these sad postings it is, so it's broken and it just does not work well. But yeah, no, that that raises a really good point because, you know, have you ever heard of the experiment? I can't remember what it is, but there's a there's an experiment they did where they, they had these two babies and they scared this one mm-hmm. time and time again to see what the effect would be of it growing up. And like that kid was traumatized and wanted some huge lawsuit, but like it, it didn't matter how much money he gave the kid. Still- they ruined the kid's life. Right. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's stuff that would be interesting to know, but it's like, you don't do it. Cost? <laughs> right. You don't do it. And that's what the beating Facebooks took. In fact, there's another criticism here uh, by someone that said, let's call this Facebook experiment what it is, a symptom of a much wider failure to think about ethics, power, and consent on platforms. Amen. Because, of course, I I signed away at some point when I joined Facebook saying, yeah, if you decide at whatever given time that you want to show me all the stuff that's going to make me angry all the time and see how I react, it's fine. Sign up for that. I signed up for it because initially it was meant to be Connecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. A social media site where I met, I connected with friends and could stay in contact with them and saw their stuff. Yep. And maybe, just maybe, I'll accept, engage with either brands or or celebrities or stuff like that that I liked. That's it. Yep. Idiots. That's why social media day is stupid. There should be a social media off day, which I'm sure there probably is, but it should be both of them. <sighs> Ironically enough, uh, what well, the adult cap for this one to get on a, a rant here about back in my day. Oh, no. Facebook used to be used for people. Um, <laughs> there was a list I stumbled across as well. And it's funny because McCall and I, I think, were just talking about this. Actually, Ash, it might have been Ashley and I were just talking about ways that we wish 
that uh, people had told us how to handle our money earlier, specifically just pointers people had passed along. They're really no-brainers, but I feel like would have made a world of difference if we had been told we were young. And then I stumbled across a list of things that parents are supposed to, supposed to teach their kids about money. See how it is. See what we graded. That's at about six minutes on BFX. You know, early on when I became an adult, not sorry, early on when I became a functioning adult is okay. actually the clarification that's needed. Better. AJ and McCall at VFX. I thought to myself, man, there's stuff that I've learned specifically financially that I wish I knew growing up. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled across this article that McCall and I talk about financial stuff all the time just in terms of attitudes and the way to go about it. Right. And I thought, you know, at that point early on, I was like, man, I wish my parents had taught me better. But this article, I think, is somewhat misleading. Because it Same. says four things that every parent should teach their kid about money. And if the parents equipped with that knowledge, yeah, they should. But I think the problem with money is that there's stuff that nobody nobody teaches you. And how are you supposed to teach that someone else if you did not get equipped it? Correct. So I feel like this is misleading, which is why it's interesting to come across it, because my attitude was the same. I was like, why didn't, why didn't anybody teach me this? Why did not my parents not tell me to how to make a budget or to, to do this? Because they had no idea. They're operating with when whatever they've operated in, and ideally they'd pass that down, and hopefully you can refine it and improve on it. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have it, they can't give it to you. Correct. Number one on this list is how to keep a budget. That should be, I think, a no-brainer. I think everybody can figure that one out. <laughs> well, you'd hope. Yet, well, figure out that I you am. need it, not figure <laughs> oh, out the budget itself, oh, okay. I mean. Uh, Got it. Yeah. I'm not saying that's easy Thanks. whatsoever. Okay, yeah. great. Living within your, yeah, Living within your means occasionally can be a challenge for pretty much everyone, I right. think. Yeah. Number two, the difference between the stuff you want and the stuff you need. Yep. That one, I think, especially once you become, like, my Gray's a great TikTok series on show me what you, uh, or what is it you bought with adult money that you don't need? Yep. It's hilarious, but, but yeah. But also that. hurts my soul. That. This one, I think, is the one that I think people get really hooked, uh, tripped up on, which is save regularly and consistently. Because uh, once you really start to do it, I think it just becomes a force of habit. You start moving. Like To me, uh, the easiest way to do is if you divvy stuff up. Like If you have an account, like say you want to get a new car, a new mm-hmm. car, vacation, whatever you're saving for, and then you come up within your constraints of a budget, what you can put there, then it just becomes second nature. So every time I get paid, I know I need to put this here, this here. It's just, and then done. I would, I would agree. You got to build the habit. Yeah. And this, the, the habits are the hard part. Yes. That is the hard part. The part of a habit is that you got to stay with it. Consistency. Yes. And then the last one is that talk about the importance of good credit. Mm-hmm. Frankly, credit cards as a whole, but that's one of the areas I think if there's a if a big gap in collective knowledge, it's mm-hmm. how to manage credit cards. Right, because everybody just looks at it as a bad thing, and it's yeah, like, it's, it, it's good if you use it for what it's it's used for. Use it for groceries, and then immediately pay it off, or something along those lines so that you can at least establish some good credit. So I think it's, uh, it's something that I, again, like AJ said, wish that I would have... Known, but again, your parents only teach you as much as they know. So you can't be like, yep, this is, this is how you, whatever. This is how you build a car and your, your dad is actually like a roller coaster person. Like (laughs) you can't, you can't expect them to know how to do those things. Literally the coolest job ever. So it's really interesting because I wanted to pass this on because I agree with all of them. I just think that four things every, um, parent, every parent should teach their kids about money. If you've got it, yes. If you don't, 
which I think is where the biggest pitfall comes Mm -hmm. because I think that my parents were not equipped with the information that I have now that I sorted out and then people had passed on to me. And so it just, they can't give it to you because they got to sort it out for themselves. So what steps do we take from here for people to actually learn though? Because obviously like it's good that we know that this is what we need to do. And it's like, yeah, our parents didn't teach us. Like, where do you go from here? I mean, I think the three major things would be one to try and sit down and write down what your take home income is and figure out what you have to pay for and then go from there. Mm hmm. Slash identify the things you want to save for, car, vacation, et cetera. Two, once you've done that, then you have to, part of that would be then divvying up how you want to save your money. So this money in the rainy day fund, this money for a car, this money is my spending money. That, because mm-hmm. I think that would then get you in budget and give you consistency. And then the to me, three would be the biggest reminder would be, again, don't think of a credit card as free money. Yeah, it's it's you. You owe it. It's yours. You're responsible for it. You have to pay for it. And don't be afraid to look at your money. Like that's one thing that like 41 percent of Americans say that they have no idea where they are financially because they're afraid of their money. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just it's just a, a piece of paper. Like it's a stressful piece of paper, but it's a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper that attaches whatever energy you put into it. So like I look, I looked at my actual budget once upon a time and I was terrified of it. And then I sat down and I looked at it. And I was like, oh, this isn't really that bad. And I think uh, one other thing, do not get lost in the thought that just putting aside like five, but like it, there's no point because it's so tiny because it adds up. It does. That's the other thing I think people run into, especially I would say younger because you're like, eh, whatever. It's I'm going to go important. get a soda. It's five dollars. No, yeah. The, the little bit helps one way or the other. Yeah. It can add up if you decide that attitude, like McCall's every like, that's just five bucks. Or it can add up if you're like, I'm just going to set $5. Yep. It goes a long way. It does. Those are the those are the things that I would suggest, not say that anyone's more master a, than anyone else. Yeah, I'm not a financial expert. Those are the things that have helped me. So hopefully this time next year, we're talking to a bunch of people like, yeah. Bankrolling. Yeah, right? That's right. It'll be great. Like, high fives. Criminally underrated Maroon 5 song. Throwback Thursday with AJ McCall on VFX. Stream us online anytime, utahsvfx.com. And while you're there, maybe check out bestofnorthernutah.com. The awards have been announced, the gold and silver winners. So if you're going out for something fun to do, someplace to eat, or let's be honest, you're doing all those DIY projects, maybe just maybe check on the places the Valley voted the best. Yeah. Just a thought. It's a good idea. Magazines scattered around the Valley as well, so you can get your hands on a copy and see them as well. Park Narks on VFX is our attempt to try and scatter good parking around the valley. And it is a heavyweight fight this week between nominee number one, who decided to put their back wheels in the rectangle for motorcycles, their front wheels in the handicapped spot, and their nose out in the alleyway between both parking spots in the grocery store driveway. Which, just how? Like, yeah. that person, atrocious. Voted yes. worst person in Cash Valley. Ding. Nominee number two is a blue VW that decided, I'm going to park behind this van in this truck, and I hope they don't have to go anywhere soon because I got to go do something, and this is where I am at. Now, McCall and I said on a personal level, two would annoy us the most. Really, number one is the one that I think you just, like, cannot wrap your head around the fact that someone could park like that, get out, and be done. I like Casey's comment on uh, in regards to nominee number two, by the way, the one that's blocking the vehicle says two for sure, hands down. I mean, that truck is going to be upset. They can't get out. And, <laughs> they can't get out. And guess what? It's a truck versus a small car. The truck will win. It's true. It's a very true point. Well, they'll learn that lesson, though. Uh, I got to be honest. I thought this one heavyweight fight was going to be close. 
Not, not at really? all. Really? By a lot. By more than twice the amount of votes. Wow. Number two was Ooh. picked as the worst, worst Parker in Cash Valley. I'm really surprised. I mean, based on our uh, our predictions earlier today, I figured that number one was going to run away with it because it seems to be in those big parking lots like that, more people like to vote for them. So, Fascinating. Rough, rough, rough. So, congratulations, Narker number two, for finding the worst Parker in Cache Valley. They're going to get an Aquatech car wash and get two gift cards to McDonald's. Also, Case is going to get two gift cards to McDonald's for being uh, one of the random voters picked. Woo! Voting wins you McDonald's. Also, submitting your nominee, which can get you multiple chances to win, obviously, because you can win McDonald's for just submitting. If you compete, you can win again. And then, of course, there's a tournament at the end of the year for glorious cash and prizes. Yeah, Sorry, glorious. Cash, glorious prizes. Much glorious prizes. So you see bad parking, submit it to our social media, Utah's VFX. And, of course, vote every week, Utah's VFX. What is the best thing that we saw on Facebook today? VFX's Facebook roulette. We like, comment, and share. AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, if you're friends with us, and it could be your post that ends up on the VFX Facebook page. McCall, what do you got? I landed on my friend Brittany's post, and it's at the Moons and Aries. If you see me choosing violence and being impulsive, mind your business. It's dangerous. You've been warned. Yep. I landed on my friend Keith. It's a picture of an uh, older couple inside an RV. He says, sold our house and bought an RV. Kids can't move back home if they can't find it. That's it. There is your game changer tip of the day. AJ wins. Well, I mean, it was in our poll of the day. It was, uh, I don't remember the exact percentage, but it was a pretty comfortable majority between houseboat and RV. Yep. And McConnell are talking about it. But everything I've heard, it can get kind of expensive between the fuel, the upkeep. Like, you really got to get a bunch of people to rent uh, in a houseboat and make it, like, cost-effective, unless mm-hmm. you're just rolling in it, in which case, have fun. But anyway, the AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, finding at us across all social media, Utah's VFX as well. Get those Park Narc nominees in, because we got the long holiday weekend, so there's plenty of time for you to find bad parking, so you can be the next one to compete for those prizes. Plus, by simply nominating, you could win, and voting, you could win as well. And uh, AJ and McCall, AJ, A-N-D-M-C-C-A-L-L. If you're going out to the cruise in tomorrow, we may run into you. Mm-hmm. If so, please do not be afraid to say hi. Please say hello. Uh, I, I feel like it shouldn't be too much to say hi. People are always worried they'll message us later and say, I, I felt like it was going to be weird if I say it. No, it's cool. Please. RBF or not, I'll be very pleased to see you. And so will McCall. So yes. Please just say hi. Yes, please. Are you good? Did you just punch the I thing? I broke my nail. Oh, uh, other than that, do not set anything on fire that shouldn't be set on fire this weekend. Please be safe. And try not to waste water. Yeah, and stay hydrated. I think that's about everything. So until a Tuesday for the AJ and McCall show. Happy weekend. Happy America. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.